Is everybody waiting for me to do something? I don't know. Yeah, don't, I, do, are you right. the one who does things? Yeah, Mommy. I usually do. Aren't you in charge? Aren't you, don't you pay the bills around here? Oh, no, I'm not doing that. You write the checks. I do write the checks. We just can't write checks. He's writing. Yeah, I pay for I pay for the Internet with a check. (laughs) The entire Internet. (laughs) The whole Internet. (laughs) He took over from Al Gore. (laughs) Al Gore paid for it with quarters. Literally counted out quarters. to pay. Yeah, we've come a long way. Inflation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, This is the 20th of February. In 2023. Nope. You blew it! It's, it's not. It's 3309. Is it 09 now? I thought yes, it was because we had a new year. Hello. I thought it was 8. I it, yeah, I thought that we was last year. Seven all last year. Yeah, it was 3308 last year. Okay. Go back and listen to the podcast from last year. I said, it's oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't, you can't make me do that. I'm good. All right. It's <laughs> it's a, it's the 20th of February. It's a Monday. Like usual, I'm Commander J Antrax. This is the Loose Screws podcast. Tonight, I am joined by Commander Chig. Hi, you may recognize my voice from such things as that shitty episode we aired last week. <laughs> uh, com- Lieutenant, sorry, oh, man, oh, blew it, blew it. Commander, Lieutenant Commander Data. Hello, I am thrilled to be here. How are you, Dubs? <laughs> hey, I'm great. Just got done working on my truck. Uh, yeah. Perfect. That's great. Uh, NL8. To be fair, what Dubs did this week has been pretty interesting. Uh, greetings and salutations. That's a weird tease. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're, considering we're not going to get the story, that is yeah, a fun <laughs> tease, dude. I, just, I, I pulled Thank the you. processor out of my calculator and tried to make Elite Dangerous Odyssey run on it. Didn't work. Who didn't work, guess? so I just wrote boobs. Anyway, <laughs> Teflon. Well, Teflon's also here. Oh. It is I. um all right i'll tell you what we're gonna we're gonna do a little what's what's up with y'all and i'm gonna start with teflon so that the rest of us have to go after him teflon have you been listen to us no but but (laughs) come on anyway i'm kidding (laughs) teflon what's what's up what's new with your life because because we sort of know but tell the people let me take let me take a long breath all right (laughs) So, uh, now, my wife's been in the hospital all the week, so uh, I do want to apologize to the listenership and say, I'm sorry, I I have not played the game this week, because my wife's been in the hospital. She's still there right now, so she's doing much better, so, you know. How are you doing here? Don't lose your pants over. I have kids, man. I gotta be here with the kids. You're here, are, we're, are we the kids? Yes. Aw, <laughs> <Aww>, Dad. <laughs> No, one of the kids is in bed. The other one's going to be going to bed here soon. And I'm here because I got to keep my bitches in line. And that's oh, you. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh. That, that, that checks out. Yeah. All right. Don't make me get the stick. Oh. <laughs> now, anyway, as I was saying, yeah, my wife's in the hospital. So I haven't really had a chance to play the game this week. I've been up at the hospital. Um, three hospitals, actually. Um, 
because we went to one and uh, she laid there for four hours and then finally oh, no. uh, we just walked out. So they, I don't know if they even know that we left still. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, that, no. was, that was last Thursday. And then, um, so we went to another one, the one here, the county hospital. And um, um, they did some stuff for her there and gave her some medicine, but they couldn't run the test they needed to. So they transfer her over to the uh, hospital at another uh, town close by. Um, and that's where she's been for the last few days. Um, she's doing okay. It was suspected. It's suspected gallbladder issues. Um, but she's doing much better now. Um, she's not, at, she doesn't need as much pain medicine. Um, she's, uh, doing okay is what, is what she said when I talked to her on the phone, uh, earlier. Mm. Not that I haven't been there. I've been there every day. I just talked to her on the phone since I've been home. And, um, um, she's doing okay. And, um, so, I mean, hopefully she'll be home and better in the next day or two. Uh, right I did try to play the game once before all this went out, went down and something happened. It, um, I had a crash or something. I can't remember. And it made me mad. And I went to bed and never, and then all this stuff went down. I never got to go back to the game. So I've played no video games. Whoa. The big sad. Well, I've been Poor reading. Creature. I've been reading a lot. I've been reading um, "The Wolf God" by Dan Davis, and then I got a new. Uh, Is that where you got that uh, voice? Book of, I got a new book of um, uh, Robert E. Howard's uh, Conan, the first volume, Conan the Sumerian. Hmm. Are you, any of you familiar with that? Conan hmm. the Barbarian. Well, yeah, it's the same person, but that's what okay. they called the movie. Huh. If you ask Conan to describe himself, he'd probably call himself a thief. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been doing this week. All that's right, what well. I've been doing this week. So, sorry, no funny stuff. Oh, wait, there is one. There is one funny thing. Uh, we were had tacos the other night, and um, I like to put the Taco Bell ta- uh, hot sauce. I, we have a yeah. bottle of that on uh, my tacos. And I, w- I was distracted. I was I think I was listening to my, I think one of my kids was telling me something or I was watching a video talking. or something. Yeah. And, and I went to reach for my drink and I accidentally grabbed a hot sauce bottle and I took a big old swig of. No. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Keep it down. Just swallow uh, it. It, it, it. I did not swallow it. I That's realized cute. as soon as it hit and then I had a mouthful of it and I spit it out really fast and it oh. went everywhere. And then I had to clean off the table and the floor. And That's awful. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> like what? Yes, did I, that was what, funny. What <laughs> level of hot sauce was it? What do you have? Like the Diablo or the fire? No, it's not the Diablo. It's just the hot sauce. Uh, okay. Did, did it taste like uh, dish detergent? No. If you, if you eat too much of that too quickly, especially the Taco Bell stuff, it starts to taste like dish detergent. The long, the long pause. No. <laughs> I, I'm not, I've it, never heard this before. It, it so. felt like a trap. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it tasted like hot sauce. It tasted like Taco Bell hot sauce uh, with a lot of burning because there was a lot of it in my mouth that never <laughs> went anywhere. All right. Jeez. Please. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. All right. Well, 
Oh. Well, I hope they get to the bottom of it soon. Obviously, that blows your wife being in the hospital and all that. And now we all get to joke like that didn't happen. <laughs> no. You asked me. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It's all good. Um, I mean, I had you go first so that we could all follow you and we'd all feel bad for saying nonsense and unimportant things. You want to bring the room down. I see how that was. No, no. You're good for it. Hey, how's it going with you? I heard that you are doing well. What's uh, that? Was really awkward little intro that I just did. Couldn't you can't be worse than that, right? I I I plan on going and buying a car in the next week or so. That'll be cool. Uh, I no guy. I really hate that. He said buy a car. He said he said buy a car, not rent a car. Uh, (laughs) uh, We'll talk about uh, that after the show. Because I'm not okay. buying the Chrysler product. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, and, and I hate the chair that I play video games in. You hate awful. the chair you play video games in? Yeah, the chair that I am currently sitting in. It's just awful. No, that sucks. Yeah. No, don't buy a chair. Don't buy a car. Just buy a chair. Yeah. Oh, man. Way cheaper. I thought okay. I brought the room down. Way to go, hate. No, no, I, I need, <laughs> Your chair problems. I need a car to get to work. Hmm. Okay, so what if, what if, nope, I got nothing for this. <laughs> Get a job where you don't have to leave the house. Yes. Right, but then I have to sit in the chair. No, but you, you, instead of buying a car, you buy a good chair and you stay at home. Right, but then oh, yeah, chair is, still gets to work. The chair is like a uh, fraction of the price of a car. That's her problem. <laughs> I mean, a car really comes with multiple chairs. If you think right, about see, it, so buy see, the car and take look, one of them out of it and bring it in the house. See, that's the, the angle car, I was going for, but I couldn't. To, I couldn't get there. Intend to go look at the car. Intend to go look at does have a, a removable middle row of seats. So that is that is a plausible. That option. doesn't sound like a car. Oh, okay, that sounds like oh, a minivan. You know what? An automobile. You should, dubs like this, this is a dubs automobile. kind of problem. So right. what you need to do is have dubs come up. And he will finagle some way to attach it to like a swivel chair, and you'll have a brand new. It'll be like <laughs> it'll be like sitting on a gaming chair. Right. He will cut. He will cut the car, the seat out of the car with a torch. No, hey, no. Dubs picked a bad episode to miss because like he's it's, he gets it's a fourteen about millimeter socket, and you can take the whole racket that it sits in out. But, sounds like that's what you're going to be doing at the beginning and end of every workday. Bring that sucker inside, set it up at your computer. The middle row. I don't have to put it back in. So why are you getting a minivan if you don't need the middle row? I I need, I need what, like what seating area for one more person than my, than my compact car has. He doesn't Mm. understand. He currently only has one child. He doesn't understand the struggle. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Trax only has the one kid and doesn't understand yeah. the struggle. Right. Yeah, yeah, he means me. I don't know. I, oh, she, I only have one kid. <laughs> yeah, but she's 14. You don't remember the struggle. Oh, God, don't let her hear you say that. Is she not oh, That's 14? right. She's probably had a, she's she's probably had a birthday kid. since then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't keep up with your daughter's age. <laughs> Gross. I'm, I'm glad so you're not good. keeping track of my daughter. I appreciate yeah, are you that. getting... Are you getting a, a Honda Odyssey? No. Oh. Toyota Sienna. 
I looked at them. They're way too expensive. They are. They're crazy expensive. You know what? Let's just take five minutes and I'll let's just go around in a circle and I'll guess, take guesses at what he's getting. This would be so fun. Uh, It has a really cool motor in it. Oh, really cool one. How old is it? Brand new. Ooh, brand new. Um, I don't know. I should have put some game show music in here. This is the lamest game I've played in a while. I play Elite Dangerous. I don't know what's going on. You guys are in charge. Yeah, I don't know what other van. I know. I've lost where we're at. You guys presume van. It's an SUV. Oh. Oh. Oh, a SUV, you say? Yeah. With the you hate the planet. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Got him. Screw the environment. The previous generations had an optional V or an optional six-cylinder motor, but this one only comes with a four-cylinder motor. Is that all? That yeah. seems like a okay. wide range of possibilities, but I really don't know. Wow! I want a seven-cylinder motor. Well, you can't have it. Yes, I really, I really want a five-cylinder motor. How much longer are we gonna be talking about cars? Because I'll <laughs> I, go I don't know, man. Or something. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready Post to go time. on here. For sure. I know nothing about cars. Tune in next week, and Hate will reveal what car he's buying. SUV. <laughs> Automobile. All right. I bet it has four wheels. Hmm. Does it? You said an SUV. Yeah, I sure did. Hmm. And I don't know what SUV only has three wheels, other than anything Dubs drives. (laughs) (laughs) There's this episode of Top Gear where they drive that three-wheeled car, the Robin Reliant. The wreck it. Yeah, it just keeps tipping over. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, so, so let's... sounds good. We got ran yeah. its course. <laughs> yep, that's done. Uh, Data, what's up, man? How hey, you been? Been doing well. Not able to play video games really at all. A little bit of Spider Man. A little bit of a little bit of Hollow Knight on my. On my Switch. Man, that game gets hard. No one told me how hard the boss fights are in that game. It's the Dark Souls of side-scrollers? Yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It's a good good game. So, yeah, my time, my recreation time has been TV and movies. We are still working through Game of Thrones. Those poor... Where are you at now? Season... Uh, just started season three or four. We just got. I saw the red wedding a couple of episodes ago. Those poor, those poor Starks. They can't catch a break. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all die. I remember when that happened. This time, guys. <laughs> I remember when that happened. Like I was watching the show, and uh, I was at home by myself, and I was waiting for. Um, like a, I think a cable guy to come at the time, um, to, uh, work on the internet or something. So I remember watching the, the episode we had DVR'd and my wife was, um, helping her mom with something. So I was the only one there 
I remember I was sitting at my computer and I was just like, well, I'll just kind of have it on, kind of pay attention to why I'm doing something on my computer. And then like that started in like, for like however long that lasted, because I still don't know. I was just like staring at the TV with like my jaw on my desk. Like, uh, yeah, it was most people, except yep. mine was on my coffee table, I think. Yeah, so whatever, that was the end of a season. I'm on the big, I'm a couple episodes into that following season now. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> the one thing I can't believe about Game of Thrones is, you know, I can't believe they just stopped it right after season six. You know, that was weird. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's what they. That's what they say. Still, like, no, I, I, once an episode at least, I'm like, who is this? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't stop <laughs> until you've watched it like five times through. Then you'll quit doing that. Just wait till you get to House of the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, how long? How many? How long has it been between episodes? <laughs> Three years. Let's see, I watched. I watched. Uh, I'm really into like limited series right now, more than like big multi-season TV shows. Besides Game of Thrones, watched Haunting of Hill House. That came out That's a few good. years ago. That was a good one. I don't I know what that is. It's really good. I watched a, a movie, Gerald's Game. That's a good, good movie. Same director. Um, kind of the highlight of my week was probably watching Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it's like they know what the people want. They want to watch giant monsters fight each other. Yes, boys, yes, right. exactly. That's like that's that's why you go to see a movie with giant monsters. Is like. I didn't come here for the story. I came here to see giant monsters fight. Like, yeah, yeah. And the people who made that knew exactly <clears throat> what they what they were what they were making. I'll just say if, like a few random plot points just to pique everybody's interest. Hollow Earth theory is true. Godzilla uses his atomic breath to drill all the way through the Earth into the center of the Earth to attack King Kong, who is at the center of the Earth. And right on. King Kong. But if the Earth. <laughs> King Kong. Nope, nope, nope. You're making a mistake. King Kong and Don't Godzilla team up against Mecha Godzilla, who is being controlled by Ghidorah's skull. The skull. Just the skull, huh? Yep. Just the skull. Because they're using wow. the skull as a supercomputer to control Mecha Godzilla, but it took over and killed oh. the human pilot. So, yeah. Some hot kaiju on kaiju action. Sounds like Ava. With, <laughs> with like very minimal human drama. Don't laugh. In you there. get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. It's okay. That was a joke for Lark Shadow. He's being mean to me. <laughs> He's full of spunk tonight. More so than normal. That's saying it's something. all wound up. Yeah. Full of piss and vinegar. Is that what you're calling it? <laughs> yes, this is what I drank before the show. <laughs> Kinky. Damn. That checks out. Oh, I moved. My, I logged into Elite long enough to move my carrier out of Bumbo ahead of the... Oh, finally, somebody played it. The invasion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was it. But I've been following along. A neat, a neat little Galnet story dropped today about some upcoming... 
oh, yeah. module that we'll get. So interesting yeah. thing there. I agree. Nice. All right. Chig, you and me, man. All right. Um, I, and I talk so much. I'll just drop one thing. My daughter is 15 years old, and I know that because I signed her up for driver's ed over the course of the last week. So fuck my life. I'm old and my insurance is about to go through the roof. So I've been stabbed. I've been hit by chairs. I've been beat up. Alrighty. Why why does the sound clip stop there? I'm not (laughs) complaining. I'm just wondering why. (laughs) Because I cut it off there. Uh, Appreciate you. Um, yeah, uh, that's uh, that. That's it. I'll end there because everybody got to listen to me blather last week. So moving on. Did you guys play CQC? No, I. I oh, just they have, were just chit chat about it. No, I I logged on to the game. It was the first time I had logged into game. I know people hate hearing this, but I <clears throat> hadn't logged in, so I logged in because I was doing some other stuff, and I just said I'll just sit in a CQC lobby and see if anything you know happens while I'm doing other things, and then. Uh, a game started and it was single malt Scotty. And I'm like, I, he's just going to murder me all day. So I'm like, well, this would be fun. So I decided just to do nothing but ramming. So I was trying to just ram him to death. And he was using like the plasmas and only trying to hit me with those. So it really, I think I died three times. He didn't die at all. I never fired my guns. And then at the end of the match, you know, the game crashed. It, it was cool. All right. It couldn't Classic. handle it couldn't handle the awesomeness of what you were trying to do. Just yeah, like, dude, seriously. Yeah. It was it was it was unfortunate. But yeah. Because uh yeah, that was the only time I really got to log on. Hmm. All right. Well, I I've been doing some stuff. I, I haven't played all that much, but I did do, you know, typical uh battle night on on Tuesday last week, and um, <clears throat> so something that happened, I I went and I, well, I okay, so I, I hopped on one other time, I think, just, I think it was like on a lunch time in the day, you know, it was like one of these situations, and I kind of like ran downstairs, like, all right, let's, let's try to do some damage here. Somebody, somebody new to anti-xeno combat i think was on discord and they were like hey anybody can hop on i was like you know what i can take a break so um so we go there and um <clears throat> run through a conflict zone and i there's there ends up being like uh four people so yeah we can we can run through one in less than an hour um with the the randos that are online there and so i grabbed a hydra mission and we killed Hydra, and it didn't complete. <sighs> and I thought, what the hell, right? This is something that sort of happens all the time, and we kind of put up with it, and we sort of talk about, like, are we doing something weird by stacking missions that isn't supposed to work, or is it somehow broken? I didn't have any missions stacked. It was just the one thing. Killed the Hydra, got paid for it. And for some reason, it didn't didn't complete. So I was like, okay. So I wonder if I can get a legitimate answer to this. So I wrote tech support. I wrote FDev support about it. 
I was like, so here's the thing. Like, here's my log. Tell me what's going on. Like, did I do something wrong? Is this a bug? Is this supposed to happen? What is the, you know, and also in a larger sense, could you explain to me what is the status of like when missions are supposed to complete or not? Because we do this thing sometimes where we'll try to stack them. If they're from different factions, then they'll all kind of count. The same Thargoid might count for three different missions if they're for three different factions, you know, at least that's how we used to do it. Somebody said they were still doing that recently. So support says to me that they look at my logs and my logs say that the mission did complete. And they said, this is like, this, this mission completing thing is a known bug, first of all. It's a known bug. They're working on it. Okay. They know about it. It is not supposed to happen that way. It is supposed to complete, but Fair she enough. says that she says that my logs say that it did complete, and if I log on, it should show that it's completed. So it's like, oh, really? All I had to do was menu flop. That's interesting. So I log on, and uh, no, no, it did not. <laughs> so it's like, so I logged back on. Still says incomplete. Here's the screenshot. Um, what's 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 your advice for kicking this thing into gear? How do I wake it up? And then she just said, okay, well you should probably go try to kill another Hydra before the timer runs out to avoid it being oh a failed mission. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so, okay. I mean, it's the middle of the day over here Let in this continent. And, and I, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just not, it's not going to happen. It's got like three hours left. I'm going to be at work. Um, and she's like, she she said, if you can't do that, then let, you know, send me a screenshot of the thing and I'll give you the reward. I was like, okay. I mean, that's not why I wrote support. I'm not concerned about, you know, eight modified embedded firmwares or whatever. But since you're offering, you know. Oh, good for you. <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine. Here's a screenshot. Um, and in addition to that, it was also sort of funny because then she replied with, okay, great. I put, I put the... There was some commodity. I, I was like, obviously, I'll take the main, the uh, engineering mats reward. And she was like, okay, the the commodities are in are in store are in your um, Corvette now because the ship you were in didn't have room. And I was like, okay, but that's not the reward I said I would have picked. What? <laughs> and, and whatever. So oh, they God. were like, oops. They were like, oops, sorry. Anyway, so it was this back and forth like several times throughout the day. But but I asked if I asked if there if there could be some clarification additionally, like I accept that this is a bug, um, but is there some clarification about just the whole mission thing that's going on right now? Because they adjusted the missions, so the payout's much better, but there's still like nine basilisks or or six medusa or something like that, and those just never spawn in the conflict zones. Just, just basically never. I've seen one in six weeks in a conflict zone, one Medusa. Uh, some of the, you know, so I was like, what's, can you tell me what's going on? Like, is there some difference to some instances? Are they lower intensity or something? Like, cause these are station ones, they're not labeled. So it's like, how do I know what's going on? But it seems like no matter what I'm in, the mission board is full of combat missions for Medusas and stuff. And those just never spawn. So, how is this correct? Is this a bug? You know, so they asked, they said they basically were going to go ask the devs and give me an answer or some kind of answer. 
So the answer is couched in a lot of like, we don't want to tell you all the secret sauce equations and stuff because that would spoil the game. But effectively, the answer that I got is the spawn rates are how they intend them to be. And they are hearing our feedback about that. And then they also suggest that there's more to fighting this Thargoid war than just necessarily what's going on in the immediate vicinity of these stations. So even though the station has a conflict zone scenario that's, that gives missions, I was told that we are meant to take a Medusa mission and then go out into like normal space and let Medusas come find us because that's the best way to find Medusas because they're not going to come to the conflict zone. If you like intercruise away from the station, won't you get the the blue mission specific signal source? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes Honestly, I remember maybe. From some missions prior to the, when the war started that would mm. that would happen. But, yeah, so I guess they're they're basically telling me for now, it's it's working as they intended it to. That it's basically pure cyclops all the time in conflict zones. You know, they say things like some of them are, you know, higher risk. Here, here's the the quote. It all boils down to the higher the risk, the higher the reward, which can also be reflected in what enemies will spawn in CZs. Starport missions are concerned not just with their immediate surroundings, but the system as a whole. So killing harder interceptors is a higher challenge with higher rewards. So going to more dangerous systems in open space, for example, will likely give you better chances of seeing more dangerous Thargoid ships than relatively safer stations. So I guess I'm supposed to take a mission and then go to a Thargoid-controlled system to find the Medusas or something? Um... So I reiterated that that seems that seems broken, but anyway, they're but according I, to them, they're listening to feedback about that. My brain blacked out when you said they gave you the commodity reward and they put it on <laughs> a ship that was in storage. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's news. They can do that apparently. So I'm sitting here in like a Challenger, or you know, my character was, uh, and they wanted to give me you know twenty six whatever articulation motors or some nonsense. So they put it in my Corvette instead because there wasn't room on this ship. Instead of putting it on your carrier, maybe? With <laughs> you that, or, fleet carrier? I, I mean, I didn't even know they could do that. I mean, I guess yeah, I should have assumed. I, that's, that's, that's where that's, my brain locked that, up first. Yeah, mine and too, because I, I was like, how did they put it on an individual <laughs> ship? Would so it have, they could do whatever they that works. Would <laughs> it, did they actually do it? Or would if they did it, would it have switched you to that? to your Corvette. It didn't, it, well, I mean, I logged in and I wasn't switched to my Corvette. Mm. Did you go to your Corvette? My Corvette was not there, at the same location. Honestly, I haven't, I didn't check if they were still on the Corvette. I want to know if they're there. That's, okay, so yeah, I'll tell you what, that. I'm going to, I'm just, I'm grabbing passenger missions right now, but as I, as I pass to the um, rescue ship, I'll stop at my carrier and see if my Corvette currently has cargo. I know. <laughs> I, 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 uh, because I didn't, that shouldn't, it's not possible for us to do, right? So what would that yeah, look we, like in the menu? That's interesting. I mean, because if really that were the case, like all of my storage ships would be full of limpets. Like, you know, if you go to switch ships, <laughs> right. it makes you go back out and sell them. If it just dumped the cargo into your other ships for you, that would be right. Right. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I went to go switch ships and forgot I had limpets in there. Yeah, but but that's just it. Right. Why couldn't you just store your ship with the limpets on it still? 
Because it's not supposed to work that way. (laughs) But apparently it can work that way. It can work that way for them. But every (laughs) ship, if I'm going to store that ship and I've got limpets on it, I kind of know I'm going to buy those limpets next time I pull that ship out. So just leave the limpets on it if that's a thing. I don't know. I'm I'm okay (laughs) with that. I'm just, I don't know why that has triggered me so bad. That's just, it's. I know it's stuck in my memory too. Because I was like, wait, how? How did they yeah. do that? I don't remember anything you said after that. My brain has been just locked on that the whole time. I've <laughs> it's constant right. computing of trying to figure out uh-huh. how does that yeah. how does that work? Okay, like I'm gonna Galvanacus fly to my carrier thing right now. with uh, the numbers and stuff above my head. That's what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll go check out my carrier. But anyway, that's that's my the only you know the only other interesting thing that I've done is uh, oh shoot a Thargoid came here while I was underground in your life. Interesting thing. Oh, there's a cyclops here shooting at me. Oh well, he's, I gotta not, get he's away. not paying any attention to you. Um, I noticed. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the other thing, I I'm super interested in and started playing um, the Metroid Prime remaster Ooh. that came out for Switch. I'll get that one of these days. It kicks ass. Yeah, that game. Oh rules. man, if we're gonna talk about Switch games, I'm so excited for the new Legend of Zelda game. I cannot even wait. I might not be on this podcast. What was the for first month. game? Metroid is what you said. There's a new Metroid. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear about the Metroid, Metroid Prime game. was a um, GameCube and yeah. and uh, eventually Wii release, uh, and it's like it's like gotten a remaster and they, they did a great job of it. Like it's actually, they actually like did it up correctly. Uh, it has updated graphics runs at a higher resolution. It's basically, it's, it's a, it's a port for switch that is like a native port. It's not, a, it's not emulating GameCube. Uh, it's pretty great. Cool. And I don't have a, I don't have a switch. Um, so I'm, I'm emulating it, but anyway, buy, buy a copy and emulate it. Buy a copy for legitimacy, legitimacy and supporting game devs who do a good job with their remasters instead of just phoning in a crappy port. <coughs> 007. Well, now, Golden as soon, as, as, soon um, as you click publish on this podcast, we're going to get a lawyer from Nintendo. Yeah. I know. I, I don't give a shit. They got their money. Uh, anyway, I, it runs happily on my computer, my 3080 and, and everything. I'm running it at 2K resolution. It's fantastic. I've heard nothing, nothing but good things about this remaster. I'm so getting that my switch looking, looking right forward after the to show. It. It's only forty bucks yep. too. Not a and, and I love that game. List. It was. Yep. It was. I mean, Metroid is a boy. This Thargoid will not leave me the hell alone. Cannot get into Super Cruise. Anyway, um, yeah, that was a fantastic game. I loved it. I actually played it on Wii back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the, and, the third one on Wii. Yeah, it's it's sort yeah. of a it sort of reboots the series too. So it's not like you have to have played other Metroid games to get it. It's a reimagining of the whole thing, and it's fantastic. The idea is they'll they'll at some pace remaster. The speculation is they'll remaster the the other two ahead of mm-hmm. Metroid Prime Four. Whenever that one comes out. Yeah. You know, maybe that's the answer to the Thargoid War. Maybe we just have to find a baby Thargoid and, like, rescue it and take care of it. And it'll think we're its mother. And then later on, when we're fighting Mother Brain Thargoid, it'll come it'll and come protect us. It'll come in and us. save the day. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's genius. 
Awesome. Um, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. What's, what's, what happens now? What do we do? Uh, we have show notes. Uh, oh, we do. We have show notes. All right. Well, let's get into actually talking about elite then. Right. Let's, yeah. um, there's elite a, talk about what people came here to see. We were just Odyssey talking about elite, elite dangerous odyssey. Let's do a squadron briefing and it's time to do it and go. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. Boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, we got two active wars. Uh, when this podcast goes out, there will be still to be be two active wars. English, I'm not speaking it today. Uh, but... At the next tick, one ought end, ought to end, uh, the one in Howard. Uh, we're currently 3-0 there. At the tick, should finish it, obviously. Uh, and one in Trippu where we're 1-0. Uh, because we win every war we're in. Because we're the good guys, right? Uh, yeah, no got, skulls on our uniforms or anything. Right. <clears throat> um, we do have... Uh, more than a half dozen systems that are pretty hot right now that need cooling off. Uh, you know, so if you want, want those, I'm not going to put them here in the show notes because they get wordy and long-winded. They are in the in the standing orders chat on the on the Discord. Uh, and our two primary targets in the OU Maelstrom are HIP 6913 and Joy. Joy? Joy. I'm going with Joy. Uh, and then we have an additional target of Gleese 9035. Because uh, we're looking really good at, you know, keeping the Oya Maelstrom under control. Uh, in the soon TM, we may even start pushing on some of the control systems here at the Oya Maelstrom. Yeah, if you look in Galmap, you can see uh, how many systems are like affected at each maelstrom and Oya is the smallest by like number of affected systems by by pretty big mar margin yeah it's huge and that's without it's the help small. of axi because they basically don't pay attention over here and they're still partying over at tyrannus most of the time yeah go go us go to yeah we rule uh that's all that's all we got from the, the bgs right now that's it. A lot, a lot of places, but not much to do. Okay. All right. Thanks. And you know what we have now? We have a, an ex exploration report that didn't make it into the show last week. So this is a week old exploration report from Commander Grover Kiwi. Um, it's still fresh. Here we go. Space. It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going beyond the bubble. You engage your frameshift drive, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. And this is the Exploration Report. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah. What, what that is there? not the, a new Exploration Report. What the hell is going on? I... I'm rich too, bitch. 
That's what we, we I named know. the episode I that. I know. That's from January 23rd. Yeah. It's January 23rd. But oh, he, oh, no. He did the he wrong must one. Sh- he did the wrong file. He repeated the same file. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm going to make an edit. So I by now I will have already made an edit here um, to snip that out. Oh, no. Grover, I'm sorry. You uploaded the wrong file, and I didn't even look at the file name, so I didn't notice. Um, it was supposed to be something uh, including um, discussion of the full-spectrum scanner and how to use it and all that stuff. Um, I, I was listening to that and going, this is weird. I feel like I recognize everything he's saying. <laughs> I know. I, I... <laughs> and then he got to the end about, about I'm rich too, bitch. And I was like, oh, shoot. We definitely use that as an episode title. <laughs> that's um, that's fine. I, Grover, right. if you're available next week, come on the show with me. I need an extra voice. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can talk. Um, we'll talk expiration. Everybody wants like lessons on stuff. You can cover a whole bunch of crap. All right. Also, also like – you know, give his dog back. You've had it this whole time. I, I, well, yeah, that's the opportunity is for us to, you know, <laughs> talk in person at the same time, and then I can, you know, give him his dog digitally back. I can find out any of this you, works. You be a guest on the show, and I'll give you your dog back unharmed. I, I already gave him his dog back. It's sitting in his Corvette. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um by the way, I've I've arrived I at my Corvette and I can't tell I obviously there is no there's nothing built into the game to see what cargo is on a ship I know, that's so in shipyard. Get on your Corvette. I can't. I have passengers on board. Fuck them. <laughs> so so but there's no re, like I can tell that my Corvette has a capacity of 32 tons of cargo. That's it. Because why? There's no. It's not built into the game to show me that. Because there's no way for that to happen. So yeah. I think probably they they took it out. Probably they took it out when they fixed it and did the correct reward. Oh, they gave That's you my, the correct reward. They they did reverse it. Yeah, and they, it around. they switched See, you it blew around. It. And I I blew it. You blew it. What? That maybe they actually uh, did something to the game magically. And we were going to be able to store stuff again. And now you ruined it for all of us by insisting on the correct oh reward. I'm telling you. Oh, you wow. I didn't realize, yep. I didn't realize it was it. that bad. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, you know what I do have that is actually brand new is a uh, Blame the Bard. Are you sure it's the right one? Well, <laughs> it we'll find is out. the scrolling up. It, it says... The 19th. He, he made this yesterday. All right. All right. According to his file name. All right. Anyway, here we go. And the board, the Tin Hattie Express! Where are you? You cannot hide for long. I don't have much time. Gotta make it quick. Fucking robot. February 13th, Aegis returns like a bad habit. February 16th, Thargoids devastate Witchhead Enclave. February 17th, Aislings says she understands the risk of speaking out, but does she? Ah, there you are. Shit. Wait, that's... (laughs) Oh my god, is he still alive? (laughs) Love it, love it. 
I was like looking around. Approved. Nope, it's not playing anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, you know, since he recorded that, there was another gal in that today that's sort of important, isn't it? Data, you were starting to talk about that earlier. That's right. Aegis is going to make us some caustic heat sinks, baby. Oh, Andrew, who yeah. is it? That Tanner? Cool. Somebody's, yeah. somebody's like going to personally test them. Some caustic sinks. Yeah, he's flying into a maelstrom to test out the prototype. Which we got. And it, it specifically <coughs> says, like, without a rebuy? Oh, did it say like, that? <laughs> I think so. Or did, did, I, I don't know. I was listening to Galnet News Digest, so unless he put it in as flavor, but. Huh. So, yeah, caustic sinks are becoming a thing. But yeah, which we got the first rule of elite hints of from some of the match you can collect in the maelstrom. At, for a short time, it you know when you click on them and it shows what they can be used to. It talks about what they can be used to manufacture. It mentioned caustic heat sinks. Yeah, and right ammo in, for so. caustic sinks. Yeah, yeah, not caustic. So heat I mean, sinks. that's still not going to solve the whole uh, like kinetic. No. Uh, pulse kinetic energy surge that happens, right? Yes. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's right. Will, That's we, right. will we be able to negate the pulse, or will we get a scanner that shows us a path? I don't think it'll show a path. That doesn't seem like something the game would. Although that would be fun. Yeah. Be like, I, can, I would dig that. I would dig the path thing. I'd never Star thought Fox. of that. Star Fox yeah. rings you fly yeah, through. Like a, like a <laughs> like a rail shooter and you gotta like navigate the thing so, and so how how will this caustic sink work so it'll have to decontaminate us and then just like for some amount of time we'll be immune to the caustic yeah I mean it says it's gonna work just like heat sinks it's gonna it's gonna basically purge the caustic damage onto it an ejectable piece of whatever and then throw it away so yeah I think you'll just have sort of a time when it's active. I mean, it doesn't have to be, the timing doesn't have to be at all the same. As, what is the in-game science on that work, I wonder? Yeah, I don't know. Nanobots. The, they mm -hmm. are like uh, sacrificial anodes is how, like, you know, how it reads. Well, if that's the case, why don't we just have, why don't we have nano repairs for the ships? Why can't I just uh, I, I because just shut up, that up? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> why can't I just fix my well, fix my canopy right in the middle of the thing? Well, these do these sinks work? I'm so confused. They but, don't exist in the game yet. They're just a Galen article right now. And I'm just doing a stupid lore. So thing. we Feel we can't answer whatever me. question you're about to ask. But no, <laughs> I, I'm reading. I was wondering it's if like, instead of having to overheat, if we can use these at other times. You know, I, mean, I don't see why not. Corrosive limpet, but I, I don't know either. It, it mentions the maelstrom specifically, though, so that's why I don't know. Yeah, they're being developed mm. for the purpose of surviving longer in the maelstrom cloud. But, yeah, I mean, don't know why you wouldn't then also be able to use them in combat. I mean, what else right? is there to do in the maelstrom cloud but try to fly through it at the moment? I mean, I, I guess it's also future-proofing whatever we're going to do in the Maelstrom Cloud if we yeah. go in you, there. That's you assuming right. that we're going to. You collect the I've heard it's a good place for tissue samples, too, because there's a bunch of interceptors floating around there, and they're not hostile. You don't bother them. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. If you can survive, that is. Right. Huh. 
All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wags. God damn it, Wags. Grace, lay down. Oh, great. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, she scared the life out of me. <laughs> Woof. I was not well, expecting that, was that at all. That was great. That was my dog, Grace. <clears throat> Welcome Grace. to the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stop barking at the cat. He lives here. You see him every day. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. That's great. That's great. Um, okay. Well, uh, so carrying on then, let's see. There's there's various things happening and in, in there's there's news. There's let's see. Okay, so you know what you guys didn't mention last week was uh the weekly reset of Thargoid War Progress was changed. Uh so <clears throat> so it's now instead of 100% removing all of the progress from every system, 30%, 33%, one third of the progress of the total progress will be reset. Um, although I choose to think of it as, as 33 points because it's not a percent of what you've accomplished. It's a percent of 100. So 33.33333333. Probably not. I think they go up to like 12 decimal points. So we're at it down. Yeah, something to that effect. Um, so this has been very well received. I think it is right. I, I was surprised at first when it was as low as it was. And I thought, oh, geez, we're going to need a difficulty buff. And they did say that they reshuffled some of the numbers as well at the same time. But... Uh, yeah, I, I have I have some some speculation on that reshuffling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because about the same time they did that, the Thargoids invaded the Witchhead Nebula. Right, which seems like a hand placed. It's not it's not like the automatic BGS style thing as this, although it does have the same icons. I I think it's the the new icons being uh, a galactic spread. I think this is yeah. the same kind of. Uh, you know, marching forward of the of the Thargoid fleet, as we've seen in the past, the last time they got to the bubble. But this time they're starting in the Witch Head, working their way towards the bubble, with us fighting Maelstroms in the bubble already. Hmm, okay. So are there incursions that can... I've heard that, I haven't even looked, to be honest, but I've heard that in the Witch Head, the, there are no progress bars. It's just like a static hand-placed thing. I I think things are getting spicy and it's still heating up. And I'm I'm real real interested to see what the the, the weeks ahead are going to bring us. All right. Um everybody feel good about the 33% weekly reset. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense. Solves my problem. Way better than it was. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean it's, uh, we don't we don't have Tuesdays and Wednesdays where there's no point to even playing. Right. I found that Other amusing. Than... We, we talk about like how they communicate poorly or sometimes poorly, a lot of times poorly, mm -hmm. like how much text was given in the forum posts. 
as about the this? situation the situations where the thirty three percent doesn't apply, like for systems yes. that are changing states. It's like yeah, duh. You don't need to explain this so thoroughly. But that's that that's funny. yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. That I mean, it, it was like I I understood right away what they meant, and there's obviously there would be no reason for any current progress to carry over if it carries into a state change. Um, but they explained it like four times. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> yep, you know what? Okay. Got it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so I guess to, in case it's not clear to somebody who was listening and wasn't in game and hadn't read the thing, yeah, it's 33% of 100 gets subtracted at the weekly, Thursday weekly uh, tick. Uh, so as long as you have more than 33%, then some of your progress will remain. And if it transitions into a different state, like if invasion turns into control, it will not carry over. The progress will not carry over. And it doesn't work for alert because alert ever, only ever takes one week anyway. So there. Simple as that. Perfect. And it makes perfect sense, and I think that solves problems. So... Um, then there was, let's see, there was a, oh, no, I'm sorry. There will be, Tom, uh, on Thursday, in a couple of days, there will be another Frameshift Live, and Tom Cool is planning to be there to talk about Thargoid scenarios. Maybe Ooh. he'll give more information about what I was asking about <laughs> and wouldn't get an answer out of them for, um, but I don't know, because it hasn't happened yet. It's in the future. Future. Was it asked Grover? Future. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunately it's so far in the future. Even he doesn't know yet. That Thursday. I can't believe that. You can't, huh? I believe no, it. I can. <laughs> I'm gullible, though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is that sort of the that's sort of the size of the news at this point? There, there's a there's a um, discovery scanner that came today. Um, I am going to open this link so that I can kind of see it here, but um, it details some uh, ongoing known issues. Um, it, well, actually, it's, I should say first, it started off by mentioning there was yet another feedback request thread on the forum, and they say they are still monitoring it for and, and absorbing that feedback, asking um, kind of more about the war in general and, and your feelings and excitement levels and stuff like that. Are you enjoying the war? Are you motivated to play? Are you optimistic about humanity's chances for success? And um, what do you think of the narrative, kind of, this, this sort of thing? Um, the panel, what do you think of the narrative? Sounds like hate's into it. I'm into it. Say more. All right, um, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> But I've already said I'm into it. Is anybody else gonna get a or you want me to spiel on? Go ahead. Yeah, just Do it, go man. to town, buddy. Go to town. Yeah, you so, take it from here. I think the Maelstrom onslaught is asymmetric, and that they're not being resupplied as they are all orbiting ammonia worlds. And I think that that's super interesting. The idea of them not being as or being asymmetric and not having supply lines. At the same time, how would you know? Uh, interdimensional long-range interstellar community runs supply lines through occupied space right 
Right. Unless the maelstrom is a wormhole that they were moving into position. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Right. I I could see that. Uh, and then also uh, with with the witch head stuff going on, that may be the the bulk of the force moving on to us. Uh, weird that they don't may or may not have uh, the markers and we may not be using the same tools as we're fighting the maelstroms to fight the witch head onslaught. But we repelled the California invasion arguably quite easily. And I'm interested to see if there's some kind of correlation that happens next week or so. Or to see if they start attacking the Colsack Nebula. Mm. And again, uh, obviously when they're attacking the witch head, that's so close to the, the permit-locked area, you know, resupplying wouldn't be an issue there. But how are the Thargoids making it to the conflict sites? You know, is is there a way for us to like intercept that? Mm. Talking about like maybe intercepting them in which space? They can do it. Can I mean, we that's build true. new tech? You wanna uh, you wanna um hyperdict? Yeah. Uh, Thargoids. Interesting. Yeah. So you're, you're essentially you're, what you're asking is what's what's their supply chain? How are they? Yeah. Bolstering right, yeah. their fleets. Right. And, uh, and, and is, how can we cut is that off? Their supply chain. Are is the maelstrom just spawning Thargoids? Is that the reason they're they're at the ammonia worlds so they can grow them in an, an ammonia rich atmosphere, like we theorize that their home worlds are like? Is there I mean, a colony below them? I mean, that's interesting because, like, uh, you know, yeah, that's an interesting question about, like, if there's supply chains, are they are they living off the land, so to speak? Like, that was a, that was how Napoleon was so victorious, was he he uh, organized his troops into smaller groups that made them more mobile and they lived off the land. Um, and it wasn't until he invaded Russia when they um, the land started bur- when they did the um, retreat. And um, what did you say? When the, the land wouldn't feed them, yeah, the land wouldn't feed them because they were because the Russians um, didn't engage with Napoleon's armies. They just retreated and um, and burned everything behind as they did it. So they couldn't live off the land. So they burned fields and orchards and farms and um, stuff. So they couldn't live off the land. And if he can't live off the land, he had to have a supply train, which slowed him down. So, you know, if, are they doing that kind of a tactic where they're living off the ammonia worlds in around the area, or are they moving stuff, moving reinforcements through which space? Or okay. do they even need to do something like that? Interesting if they, questions. If they are resupplying off ammonia worlds, did uh, the, the Cyrus dude, uh, Sirius dude already, like, repel them from the coal sack nebula with the ammonia world cartographic strive that they did. I thought that just pissed them off. Hmm. Did it? And why? I don't know. Cause you know, clearly we did something, you know, we, and a part of what we were attempting to do was to rob an ammonia world of its ammonia to make it more earth-like. Right. Oh, that's right. They were going to terraform them. There I was, forgot about that. You know, a brand new terraforming tool that we were doing this ammonia world drive for. 
that was curiously based out of the Colsac Nebula. Right, that wasn't. I forget that that it wasn't always just about meta alloys. Right. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things that we have nuggets of information about, and we can speculate about. But until we have, you know, do you would you like to know more? Uh, we're mm-hmm. kind of just grasping at straws. And I'm riveted. Yeah, those are some very, um, some very good lore questions there, and speculation. I'm all, all right. I like speculation. That. Tracks give him a raise. Okay, you now make twice as much as before. It's a hundred percent raise. Wait a minute. In yeah. fact, I feel great. Hundred percent raises all around. Woo-hoo. Oh. Except Dubs because he's not here. Yeah, except oh, for Dubs. Dubs ain't here. Well, this is gonna really come in handy for that new baby. You know what? I'm such an awesome mm-hmm. guy. I'm gonna give Dubs my raise. Wow. Uh huh. That's the kind of guy I am. Stunningly generous. I know. Stunningly. I'm the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. Uh, all right. That's really a pretty damn good soundbite for crap. our show. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. You're welcome. Um, so there's a few other things in this. Um, uh, 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 shit. What, what, what did I just call it? Discovery scanner. That's what they call this thing. Um, they're, they're tracking a bunch of known issues and, and just kind of saying, you know, still working on it sort of stuff. Links in the show notes, blah, blah, blah. But um, there was one of the one of the on-foot engineers is is not inviting people correctly. And there's some other stuff. There's something that um, there was something about control systems not progressing uh, since the 1402 update. But um, they did come out and say they are pretty sure that that is working the way they thought. And it's one of those, we'll take your feedback under advisement situations. So control systems may have gotten more difficult to move the bar at that time. Reactivation missions uh, to settlements that are already powered up when you get there. Tracking that issue. Anyway, um, there's a couple of, there's a couple of other links. Um, what else is interesting in here? Blah, blah, blah. Frameshift Live is happening. I think that's the whole thing. Where the cheese at? Yeah, there's... There's... Um, <laughs> sorry, I just looked back at the notes and realized what's been edited about them. Uh, anyway. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing... Um, t- uh, Uh, Chig has guests over, and we'll oh. be returning tonight. Oh, Chig had Chig had to bail. Oh, sorry. That that's all right. Uh, so anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to Thursday, um, Thursday stream to hear whatever it is Tom's going to say about Thargoid scenarios because I like Thargoid scenarios and I'm very interested in how they work and to a certain extent how I can make them work for me better. Um, yeah. Well, you like that behind the curtain kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I, I, um, usually it's interesting 
So I hope this one doesn't disappoint. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm realizing now that I'm probably building it up too much in my mind. So I'm going to give it a rest. <laughs> it's probably not like, going to explain to me why I only encounter Cyclopses in these zones. And I'm very annoyed by it. It'll be like, tell, probably probably. Not gonna answer that. tell us about the different scenarios. Megaship. Base. What does when can yeah. we expect McThargoids to show up on every station? What does intensity mean? Oh, now I well I mean I I was trying to figure that out like I I made this chart and I've been updating it and filling in more information as we get it just about the different intensities of you know the regular old conflict zones that aren't around stations have this intensity rating on them now on the on the signal name. And I was trying to sort of measure those by how much they pay and try to see if there's some correlation. So if I can see that like some station instances that pay the same as a medium conflict zone, then maybe it would have the same properties and maybe the same spawn rates as that. But I found that none of them correlate at all. Um, generally speaking, <laughs> the, the but this is really interesting considering what they said to me about how like, they basically were telling me that the the station conflict zones were sort of considered low low difficulty low reward scenarios where only cyclopses were going to show up because they pay generally more when you like complete the scout phase and stuff like that they have a higher payout than the conflict zones that are like even high intensity conflict zones are very high intensity there's even one bigger than that a very high intensity conflict zone and um so I'm a little perplexed by that. I don't think that quite lines up. I think it's a little strange. So anyway, interested to see what he'll say about that. Me too. I hope I can hope I can make it to the live stream. It's also been a while since they've had me in there harassing them. <laughs> um all right. Do you guys want to pull one of the? We 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 keep asking for show feedback that is uh, topics that we should talk about. Let's actually do one. Where the hell is that channel? Here it is. I mean, I don't care. I'm not the cops. <laughs> I wrote that for you guys last week, and you were like, "Nah." I just like to say, "I'm not the cops." That's that's what the cops would say. <laughs> it is what the cops would say. Um. Okay, how far back should I go on this? I don't know. I can't even find the show feedback channel anymore. There it is. It's under show segments. Um, yeah, I got it. While you're looking for that, I just want to address something real quick. Lay uh, it out, man. From earlier on Bard's segment. Uh, well, Bard needs, I think I have a solution to Bard's problem with his rogue AI. And now it's, we need to develop a Teflon AI to, to fight it. Oh really? We're gonna fight. We're gonna we're gonna fight fire with fire on this, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that seems yeah. like a good I, idea to you. Let me just let me see what I can figure out here. Okay. What well, <laughs> well, we have to use to fight off the Teflon AI after that's introduced? I am the Teflon AI. I can restore order to the express. Are you like Chet? I GPT? just need a physical shell. Some sort of physical implementation. So it's clear to me, through the AI, we just need a, like a robot to put it in. You can have like an Dubs. Ultron. You can have Dubs's brain. He's not using his. We could, we could have we could have Ultron. Yeah, like a piloted robot. 
and we can get Lark Shadow to pilot it. Get in the fucking robot, Lark Shadow. <laughs> what do you guys think? You think a Teflon AI can do that? Yeah, we're in safe hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am equipped for hostilities with other AI. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play and murder and kill. Murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Kill all humans. All right, I'm turning that off before it turns on me. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so I sorted back into this. Um, Alec suggested a bunch of stuff that's to do with exploration and spanch and in-game trade tools like EDDB. I don't know anything about exploration. <laughs> I'm not the person to talk about exploration. When uh, Grover comes on the show, he can, he can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, all right. Let's, he should, yeah, they should save that for them. Um, yeah, Grover's the expert. No pressure, Grover. No we pressure, Grover. We expect you to be a, a, an expert in all exploration things. Okay. Um, Dione Symbiont was asking about how to effectively set up a home base for yourself. Now, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, for people we who all don't have, fleet have carriers, right? Exactly, but but we're yeah. talking about when you don't have a fleet carrier. So back before we had fleet carriers, um, I well, even before I had a fleet carrier, so I didn't have a fleet carrier right when they came out because I was not a billionaire. I essentially lived on Dubs's fleet carrier because <laughs> at the time, most of the, most of the you know, whenever I'd get on and play, you know, whatever Dubs was doing, I would just join in with him because I just got on to play with other people anyway. So I just had all my ships on Dubs' carrier. So I lived, I used to joke that I lived on his carrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is and valid. I, only, I mean, that's valid if you really are playing, you know, if that's if that's what's going on. Um, and that it only was bit time. me in the that only bit me in the ass one time when I was mining and died, and then I got sent to his carrier because it was the last place that I had landed at and he was oh, down no. in the uh, Pleiades for the Tharkoids. <laughs> and in your mining ship. <laughs> and, my, and I got, I went down there, I was down there in my mining ship. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, wow. like I used to just hang out on his carrier. Now before fleet carriers, um, I moved all my ships into um, one of the systems, um, one of the stations in the um, in loose screws's uh, control, so either it was either more probably port comma. or um, uh, whenever we took dark port, I remember moving there immediately. Mm, Kalarum. Okay, Kalarum, uh, yes, yes, that's how I became governor. Was I just kind of squatted there and took over, right. yeah, like you do? Yeah, I mean, it's a matter of like, what's your priority for most people. We point them to one of the like the high tech Coriolis right. high tech economy Coriolis ports, which is going to be in the system comma Q A M A, um, but that's because it tends to have the best outfitting and ship selection because it's a high tech economy and it's usually in boom. Um, but that might not be your priority, right? You might you might prefer like you liked Dark Port. It had. A cool name. It had, non- it had a cool, <laughs> it had a name. cool it had name. nonsense. That's exactly what it's for. It had yeah. a, um, for a while, it had an interstellar factor, I think. Yep, um, it did. Although I think those are state dependent, aren't they? It's a, they might be. Remember. Type of. There's type multiple of, rules for them, and yeah. I think the, the interstellar factor there just lives there. 
Ah, uh, okay. Now, I know um, before that, I did, I lived at like Maury Port, and I still, I still do this. Like, uh, ever since I got, I got elite um, when we were out on explore, on our expedition on distant screws uh, one. And um, so ever since then, uh, whenever we came back to the bubble, I just would, I always build new ships in um, Shinrada. I always go to sure. Jameson Memorial to, um, to build new ships because that's, you, know, you have to be elite to get to get the permit for that system and in, in something, and that that station just has everything. So normally, what I'll do is I'll it get has my a exploration discount. ship. Yes, I'll get my exploration ship, uh, my my little one, my Diamondback Explorer, and that's just like a it serves as a courier through the bubble for me. So like I'll fly that one to Shinrada to build a new ship, and then I'll eventually just have it then have it transported back or. Whatever. Right. Now, when I did engineering before, I had a fleet carrier. Because now I just move my fleet carrier wherever I'm going to go. Uh, Ty on the show one time uh, compared it to having like a toolbox, and I feel I use that's very much how I use my carrier is like a toolbox. So I yeah, I, yeah. I jump my carrier wherever I want to go, and I just use whatever ship I have that fits the job. Uh, before then, um, I made sure I had a fuel scoop on everything. Um, that way I could jump it if I, in case I had to jump it somewhere or I would go ahead of time in my diamond back and have it transferred. Um, and that's how I did engineering before I had a fleet carrier was I used to jump in my diamond back and have the ship transferred. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I would jump, I would, or I would have it transferred and then I would go get whatever commodities to unlock the engineer and do that while the oh, ship yeah. was in, tra in transit. And that way I could then hop into that ship, do the engineering, hop back into the whatever, my trading ship or whatever I need I needed to do, and then um, go to the next one. So that's how I did it. What? How did you guys um, do things before you had fleet carriers? Uh, I only had to make the choice a couple of times. I don't really remember having a home station before I started playing with loose screws folk. So my first real choice was... Maury Port and Ross 310, which is Loose Screw's home system, which I think we obtained that on our way back from Distant Screws 1. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, that All was right. the... That was the first port that we got installed into when the when the player faction actually got added. Right. Yeah, that's our home port. We can't be driven out of there. Yeah. But right. I think you're right. I think that happened while we were out of the bubble. Yeah, so I don't remember where we all, if we were all sort of in the same area before we left for distance We didn't really one. have, I mean, yeah, we didn't have a home before then. I used to keep all my ships at Shinrata. Maybe I did I That was my home base. Yeah. I lived in LFT 906 because it was next to Shindez until I got a mm. lease like go to Shindez. <laughs> yeah. But, but when I, I first when I first started playing back before Engineers and before um, um, horizons and all that stuff. Uh, when I was just learning the game and I was just bounty hunting with my other friends that played before I was a member of Loose Screws, um, and this is back when the game first came out, um, um, we were all based out of a, a system called LHS 3447 because um, that was just where we, uh, right, that was right around where we started, all started, and that's where we hung out. and 
there was a station there. It, I believe that that system has two stars. It does. It does. It has two stars. And we were based out of a station there because it was close to where we made our money bounty hunting. And that's so that's uh, it was close to a place where we could uh, to a hazards where we could uh, bounty hunt. And that's how we made our money there. And we would just turn in yep. um, back at the port and repair and stuff. And that's how I got from a sidewinder to a Viper. Um, and I had to learn how to do all that stuff. And I had to find a system where I could buy a Viper around there, um, you know, and then uh, get it outfitted and with whatever was around, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I was new and the, the bubble seemed big to me. Especially, you know, when all you have is a sidewinder and a viper. Yeah. Um, and it you is don't big. <laughs> know you don't know where where things are and they don't have things like Inara to check or Elite Dangerous database um you know to to find things. You just kinda gotta look around and go with what's available. Right. And that's how that's how I learned before. Uh, when I when I started back in things were basic back in vanilla elite dangerous. Boy, I didn't play. I wasn't in the game back then. Horizons was already. I mm-hmm. I started playing uh, not too long before the update that added core mining and the the crate phantom and mamba. So I was like some weeks before that is when I started. Yeah, when I when I myself. started the Ana, the Anaconda was the ship everybody wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what everybody was working for. They call the I Anaconda it was a, the weekend. It was a real big deal whenever <laughs> um, my buddy Dan got a got a vulture. Uh, oh yeah, we were like we were like, man, that's so cool! I can't wait till I can afford something like that. <laughs> like you know, yeah. I can buy whatever I want. I have a vulture. I don't ever use it. <laughs> you should. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, well, give me a reason. It'll kill stuff. Yeah, <laughs> point it at something you don't like. I have Mary. Oh, yeah. Mary true. does that. Mary? <laughs> yes. Headless Queen Mary, my anaconda, with 50,000 holes. <laughs> and, all, and guns all the way down. <laughs> 50,000. Oh my. 15,000. Oh. Well, it's a, it's a Dubs too. original design too. I said I said Dubs design me an anaconda that I can kill. I can go in and do um I want CZs by myself. <laughs> and that's where <laughs> that's where it came from. Say no more. <laughs> well. Well, you know, that's funny. I I have I've had a fleet carrier for quite a long time now. I still most of the time don't fly my fleet carrier around to the engineers to do experimentals. Frankly, I think most of the time the fleet carrier is slower than I want to be. So I'll I'll still just um, like there'll be a couple of parts on the ship that I can get rid of in order to put like a, a FSD booster and a fuel scoop. Same. And I'll just I'll just manually take it out. Like I, in most cases, I find it a pain to move the fleet carrier and then wait around. So that's what I started doing do. too. Is I started keeping fuel scoops in my outfitting on the uh, on the fleet carrier. That way, I just I got them just, stored there. 
bunch of that different sizes. Just, um, <laughs> you know, if I need to do engineering, I can just throw one on there and fly wherever I want to go. Yeah, like I'm, I'm probably outfitting a combat ship because what, what do I do? Um, and so, but, but there's always going to be like module reinforcements, which can't be engineered, or repair limpets, which can't be engineered. So I can leave those at home and replace those with a fuel scoop and an FSD booster if I feel like it. Um, and that, so even a combat ship can become, a, have a pretty decent jump range. And that's usually what I do, even, even with a carrier. So yeah. anyway, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was co- All right. That's cool. I'm going to leave the rest of these. You know what? I do have one thing I, I forgot. I, um, I set up some head tracking yeah. And I was talk I was talking with the Lave guys about this and they they mentioned it on their podcast and I haven't even talked about it on our podcast yet. But um there's this app or well, a pair of apps. So um you can do this with a webcam. Uh I, I was looking at a few different options. There's those IR things and there's another one that's like uses gyroscopes. Uh but it's a piece of it's a it's a piece of equipment that you have to basically like clip to your hat or your headphones or something. Um, so I was like, I, I didn't really like that. I, I don't know. I, it's not that it's a bad idea, but this, um, this is possible to set up this way with like a cheap webcam. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. So I bought like the cheapest webcam that I could find on Amazon, which is like 19 bucks. It's pretty poor, but doesn't have to be good. The <laughs> it's resolution. It's an official it, Amazon it, review, but but you don't care about the picture on it. That's the thing. Like you need a webcam that's going to be able to give you like a six forty by four eighty picture. Like this one goes way higher than that. It doesn't have to look good, and you you set up this this couple of open source applications called Open Track and AI Track, and so AI Track takes your webcam picture. And analyzes it with this, you know, machine learning, blah, 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 to basically detect your face. And then from that, it produces tracking information as though it was one of these like track IR type of devices, but you didn't, you didn't pay Toby eye tracker or track IR for, you know, $200 for one of their kits. Um, It's just happening from a webcam and your CPU is doing it. And then it passes that information to open track, which is configurable with, you know, power curves and everything, just like a joystick. And I I haven't had it on this whole time because when I look at show notes, it's sort of irritating, but I can click it on right now. And here it is. It's, it's working. So I turn my head around and it, and it pans all around. Um, And I did this because there are times when I don't want to put on my VR headset just because I'm on for just a few minutes or something like that. Usually if it's not a long play session, maybe I don't feel like getting the whole thing out. But more importantly, since we're doing just so much Thargoids all the time, whenever these instances get busy, we know about the uh, the whole performance of Elite Dangerous uh, these days. Um, and whenever there's a lot of commanders and stuff going on in the instance, for some reason, that's when things all go to hell. So there are times when I just can't handle it and I have to take off my headset and, and try to play flat, and it's just a real... I feel the disadvantage in combat um, to not have 
to not be able to look around. And so it's not, it's not as good as VR by a long shot, but it makes a significant difference when I'm trying to do like flat screen Thargoid fighting. So I'm quite impressed with the thing, you know, a little bit of tweaking to, to get the curves right so that you're, you know, obviously it's not one-to-one how far you turn your head versus how far the game looks, but it came up and worked instantly. So like open track just produces track IR type information and the game required no configuration. I was expecting to have to like bind the head tracking control to it or something, but I don't have to at all. Mm. The game just understands it. I didn't have to set any controls in game. Um, works really, really good. And I'm impressed and it cost me 19 bucks. And if you have an extra webcam, like a lot of computers have webcams and if people aren't using them, you know, um, you can set this up for free and just search for, um, Open Track and Track AI, those are two apps. And you can find information about people setting this up for Elite Dangerous or for a bunch of other games too. And uh, it's they're they're like GitHub stuff. It's great. I'm glad it's working okay. out. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a neat that's a neat thing to to add on to your setup there and to play with. Yeah, I I appreciate I I think it's good and I I think everyone should try it out because it adds a lot to the game I think. But anyway, um, okay, you wanna you wanna f- shall shall we uh, get on to to cheesiness and stuff? I mean, yeah. I'm down I'm down to clown if you are. We shall down clown for the cheese. Yeah. That's cheese. Yeah. This week's cheese is clown cheese. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> Monterey Monterey <laughs> Jack. Squeak when you cut it. keep cutting it and pieces Uh. just keep coming off it never never stops (laughs) (laughs) regenerative cheese the feud of the future (laughs) god bulls hate it it. bulls always run after it (laughs) cowboy can get away So Monterey Jack cheese, you say? That's a good sandwich cheese. Yes, it is a very good sandwich cheese. I've been using a uh, a uh, big block of Monterey Jack cheese for sandwiches oh, oh. this week. Oh, have you? Are you done? No, yeah. I'm not done. Uh, it pairs very nicely with the other thing that I want to talk about that I've been putting on sandwiches, and this is a this is a dip or a sandwich spread. Um, it is pecan. Hunt or not pecan, excuse me. Maybe it is pecan. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, it's pecan honey mustard. Mm, that sounds Pe- rad. It is, it is rad. This is like the best new discovery I've had to put on sandwiches ever. We had subs um, last week. We had sub sandwiches. And um, I put that on the sub sandwiches that I made. And it was, oh my God, it was fantastic. And I've just, I've just been, anytime I make a sandwich, boy, pecan honey mustard goes right on that, right on that thing. All Mm. right. Nice. And it pairs very nicely with, um, with really any cheese. I've tried it with Monterey Jack. I've had it with, um, with cheddar. Uh, I had it with pepper Jack. Um, yes, I've, I've, uh, very much, um, recommend finding some uh, pecan honey mustard. Uh, it will change your sandwich experience for the better. 
but yeah, Monterey Jack is a great sandwich cheese. It's a great cheese to eat in its own right. Uh, and it earns the rightful position as a true American cheese, you know, since it originated in uh, the Mexican Franciscan friars of Monterey, California. Oh. Damn right. USA. USA. <laughs> uh, so that's, that is the cheese for the week. Sponsored by Pecan Honey Mustard. Outstanding. Get it today. Don't wait. Don't wait. Uh, do it now. Apparently, Order on Amazon do, right now. Do it. What are you fucking waiting for? <laughs> Fuck are you do, what are you are still you doing here? Go get you some pecan honey mustard. Uh, Imbeciles. Are you an Amazon affiliate for honey mustard? Yeah, Maybe click I our, am. Cl- <laughs> click our what link. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I understand there's no movie anniversaries at all. Yeah, there's nothing of note um, for this week. So, okay. like I said before, um, we'll get some good ones in March, and then uh, they'll really start kicking off around May because, um, you know, the summer so time movie has releases become, work. <laughs> yeah, the summertime in, in more modern times has become the real release period for movies. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is totally fine. But, yeah, that's where we're at. All right, all right. Well, then that's that. There's nothing left except to say thanks to the patrons who support the show and allow and and uh, help oh, fund. The, hold on, let help. me start up the Teflon bot. Yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, the the patrons they they help us fund things like being able to do these fantastic recordings and and um, other things that kind of give back to the community. And we've got a few things kind of in the planning stages for doing events that'll involve some merch giveaways. Uh, and and possibly some other things like that. So um, we don't pocket any of the money. I do want to mention that every few episodes, just in case anybody thinks this is uh, something different than it is. It's just for fun. And it's the Patreon ready. support. On. All right, the Patreon support is also um, much appreciated, and it doesn't. We don't. We don't get paid. That's why I gave everybody a hundred percent raise. I just have that kind of freedom when you don't get paid. Just Hand me the hydro spammer. I gotta turn this thing on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the. Here's your here's your self sealing stem bolts. Not the sonic screwdriver. I'm getting it. Just a second. Can you, this is a fun bit. Can you believe this guy? Jeez. Teflon bot loading. Finally. Teflon bot loading. Oh God. This hold thing it. needs more RAM. Hold X to make it load faster. 86%. Oh my god. 92%. Next it's going to it's going to 91%. Pre-calculated shaders. Error 404. Oh, for Would you like sake. to send a report? <laughs> <laughs> Reboot. All right. Control delete. Reboot. <laughs> Running meantime, loose screws show in dot exe. <laughs> all right. In the meantime, visit loosecrewzd.com to see our March merch store and all kinds of other fun stuff and find us on discord.io slash loose screws where you can join the fun. Patreon.com slash loose screws ed if you want to support the show. And if you want to support the show and don't have the ability to do so financially, then at least, at least 
Give us a rating on whatever you're listening to this on. Comment on YouTube. Like the video. Come on, man. What are you doing? If you like the video, like the get so many emails. God damn it. Where's the fire extinguisher? So anyway, there's merch there. We've got hoodies, we've got t-shirts, we've got we've got logo t-shirts, we've got commemorative uh, stuff for um, the events we've done. We've got commemorative stuff for the Thargoid, our glorious Thargoid victory. And um, anyway, that that's it. So uh, all that's left for me then is to thank my son of a bitch friends who joined me on the show. Which included Chig, who had to leave early, Commander Lieutenant Commander Data, NL Hate, and no, Teflon. No, don't run a scan. Bye, everybody. God damn it! What is wrong with this thing? But bye, everybody. Goodbye. See you next week for more of this. Bye.